Hello, my name is Jess Lindley and this is Arthur's Heroes, the podcast from Arthur's Place, the magazine and social network for young adults with arthritis. You can find us at arthursplace.co.uk and follow Arthur's Place on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is supported by Novartis UK. We are grateful to Novartis for their support, but they have no influence over the content of the podcast. Today on the Arthur's Heroes podcast, um, I'm talking to Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Jess. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Great. So, um, just to kick off, can you tell me a bit about your journey with arthritis? Yeah, I've had it, uh, got diagnosed in 2016, so I've had it three years. Diagnosed when I was 17. And first year, a bit difficult, but I found myself on like good meds that I'm doing really well now, so... I'm kind of pushing through it. Still have the odd flare, but yeah, about a three-year journey, really. Great, thank you. Um, and so you're a regular contributor to Arthur's Place. Um, you write a lot of blogs for them. Um, I've been reading them. They're absolutely fantastic. Um, so I just wanted to ask you about a few things. So one of the things that you've written about in your blogs is how you've created your own living space in your parents' annex. How did that happen? Yeah, the back of in our house we've got a, a door out the back of the kitchen door and uh it's like an old outhouse and it was literally just used as just storage for junk. Uh really cold, no heating whatsoever, but a second toilet. And then when I when I turned eighteen I started getting a lot of uh help from the council which I sort of needed for the past seventeen years. And we mentioned to a occupational therapist coming round that my mum and dad were thinking about renovating it as like a little flat, and they said yeah. So they did that in I think they finished it about March 2018, and I moved from upstairs, which would especially if I had a flare going up a flight of stairs isn't the best. Yeah. And so I've got uh, my own bed, lift up bed. I've got TV unit with all my tech shelves with all my vinyl, places to hook up all my clothes and storage and then I've got a sliding door with an open, a walk-in shower, sink and toilet, all in one little compact space. So you've got everything you need in there? Yeah, it's like a man cave pretty much. (laughs) My dad's very jealous. (laughs) I can imagine. So presumably now that you live in there full time, you do actually have heating? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can't think of uh, needing to do stuff in the freezing cold, especially with our fighters. Doesn't yeah, I was going to say it's bad enough so, yeah, when they, it rains. <laughs> they, the council, the builders were excellent, and they they pretty much dug up everything and restarted. And wow. it's just if you saw pictures of it beforehand mm-hmm. and then after, you wouldn't believe it. So it's been well when I first moved in, maybe the first week. Me and my mum, we've always had an attitude of we just get on with stuff rather yeah. than going to the doctor for a cold like a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And we, the first week I was in here, especially with the lack of stairs, we just realised how much we had been struggling yeah. with a bedroom. So it's really just been life-changing. 
for me and my parents because now they've got a full house themselves and it also gives them that bit more of a independence. So you just go and eat your meals now in, in the, Pretty much, the yeah, main just, house? Just the main house is for breakfast, cup of tea yeah. on a morning, bit of BBC breakfast on a morning <laughs> and then lunch and tea and neighbours every night. So yeah, that's that's what I use the rest of the house for. Other than that, I'm in my little den. So that's given you, in many ways, like a lot of independence as well, I imagine. Definitely. I mean, as someone who's kind of has to have carers or mum and dad with me, it, it feels like my own unique space rather than just another bedroom, an add-on, a shower, sink and toilet. It's like an all-in-one. So it's been just... I felt so much more independent just within a night and it's just been incredible. So how did you come up with the idea because I mean it would it would never occur to me to do something like this so how did you come up with the idea did you kind of see something similar somewhere or did you just come up with it kind of by yourself as it were? I think it was just uh, something mum and dad have been thinking about long term and when we had this occupational therapist round, it was originally about like uh, extra handrails for the bath because I'd found with the arthritis, I was my mum was pretty much having to lift me out of the bath. So they came around thinking of changing that and mum passed a comment about the outhouse and they fully went with that. And I think probably years of watching stuff like DIY SOS and all that stuff on the TV, <laughs> mum and dad probably thought, we can do this and it'll probably save a lot of money yeah and so it's like your own grand designs project pretty much yeah without the cameras <laughs> yep so if you look on charlie's blog on the author's place website you can find pictures of that and it is so cool honestly i'm thinking of moving into my parents back garden <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just picking up on what you said in terms of it giving you kind of independence um that's probably something that a lot of young people with arthritis will be wondering about how they're going to achieve that long term in their lives if they can't move away from obviously the people that they rely on to look after them so kind of what would your message to people who might be in a similar situation what would your message to them be i'd basically say that anything's possible if you have good counsel behind you if you've I'm guessing you've got brilliant family and friends around you that you can get some independence just through kind of between the bad times and I think it's all about adapting with arthritis I don't think because there literally is no medication that makes it go away that it's kind of a tough battle of uphill mountain but I think at the end of it you kind of you can gain some independence and I'm sure that at some point there'll be an opportunity like we had. Maybe not the same as me, it might be something different, it might be accommodated living which was something I was offered but wasn't for me. I think there'll be something out there for people around the younger people with arthritis that just little things like uh, railings in a bath can just help. So I just keep on trying and keep on going okay don't give up i like it 
um, and that's something that's helped you to kind of feel better and take on life as you want to sort of thing instead of uh, relying on your parents as much I guess yeah definitely it just probably repeating myself it's just the independence it gives because I know friends that are looking at flats because they don't have like arthritis or any other problems or maybe some will still be living with their parents so uh, my dad always says like come 16 he couldn't wait to get his own flat because <laughs> of not just getting away from nan and granddad it was about just independence and doing what you want and I've always had a kind of never give up attitude that I think has helped me and my parents through hard times. Yeah and it sounds from your blog posts like your parents have been a massive source of support for you I mean I can't imagine my parents renovating the garage for me to live in just because they wouldn't have anywhere to put all the stuff to be honest. <laughs> yeah I think give props to the builders for that because uh, it was sort of the council are offering so we'll take it kind of thing uh, but yeah I think my mum is kind of an inspiration she's one of them people that should be working for charities fighting appeals because throughout my medical history she's been just incredible and my dad has always been a brilliant backup support to that already and the rest of my family have been sublime so I owe a lot to them. Another thing that came across when I was um, reading all the amazing things you've written is that you have and I think you've kind of touched on it already in terms of don't give up but you have this amazingly positive mindset that I'm sure well I know there have been times when I've struggled to sort of see the bright side of life as it were and I'm sure I'm not the only one out there who's been in that situation but it seems to me that whatever life has thrown at you you've always kind of risen above it and found a way around it so I just wondered if you could talk a bit about how you managed to stay so upbeat um yeah well I've uh I kind of it's a bit of tangent but the best way I can summarize it is there's a a, a, a song called Hard Times by Paramore which is kind of a very glossy 80s pop inspired song the aesthetic to it but the lyrics are about kind of depression and hard times so you kind of have the juxtaposition of tough and sad lyrics over happy music and I can find myself in times like that but then you put the song on and the melody gets you up and I do find with music that the lyrics for me are very important and I sort of I've had my rough spots probably 2011 and 2015 being like the worst with other things other than arthritis such as mental health and uh, illness but I think I've just come out the other end every time and I, I think that's given me a bit of experience uh, so I've just always had a positive attitude to life I'm a big comedy fan so like I'm obsessed with Jimmy Carr I've seen him in November and I just wow. think there's like a line of laughter is the best medicine and I find that yeah. so true or maybe just if you're having a tough time a film can help or music can help or writing stuff down can help or uh, just watching a bit of comedy can help so I just think whenever I've had trouble over the time I've 
I know that I can lean on my parents. I know that I have carers that have intervened at crucial moments as a teenager for me and been pretty much lifesavers. And I've got doctors that uh, and people that understand me and they know when I'm not right because I always have a smile on my face. So, yeah, I kind of... I've never given up and I think having so much thrown at me from pretty much go has sort of hardened me up and I definitely think that's kind of why I'm so positive all the time it's because I kind of I've been through stuff where I haven't thought I'm going to make it out either side so I think the good days I just live it to my best and I think that helps a lot so I understand that you play a lot of video games and listen to a lot of music. Can you tell me how you've had to adapt those hobbies and how they've helped you to deal with your arthritis? So yeah, I've uh, I've always been like a big fan of video games since I was younger, music the same. So when I kind of got like the initial pain in my hands and my knees and my legs and my elbows of the arthritis and then the diagnosis, I kind of, I struggled playing video games for a long time because mm-hmm. uh, kind of integral to my mental health because I've got a lot of mates that don't can't really visit in real life yeah. and then my music I just I've got buzz speakers so I can just put it on put my phone on and I, if I was having a flare I just put music on on album and ended up uh, just good for getting your mood up even if I was having a bad day just put some Arctic Monkeys off some Green Day on and I was sorted and uh, and then with my video games I've had like a long history of since I was born different complex uh, medical illnesses but I've also had like a big pain tolerance so when I first got diagnosed and wasn't on anything for it I just like forced my way through playing games because just because of the tolerance I had and then I found I kind of even though my hands would be wrecking that it still went on and I could still do it and persevere and then finally about a year later I got after a couple of different drugs got on sulfasalazine and uh, as well using CBD balm which is just like a little balm a little bit every night on my knees and my hands and it really helps a lot so I've kind of moulded my music and my games are on that and I've sort of persevered a lot so there's nothing there's nothing that can stop you from playing them pretty much yeah <laughs> I've got very much that mentality yeah and so if you play them with your friends would you say like they're your key coping mechanisms at this point yeah I would say because of like my different illnesses and that uh sort of I was lucky to be at school because there's many time I missed but I found something like gaming where it's so interactive and then you've got your mates in there it's just if you're just home alone then it it's like someone else is there rather than just mum or dad or a carer for instance so yeah I do find it a big coping mechanism but maybe over days I'm like I might listen to a podcast or might put some music on type of thing or a film to kind of pass the time when I have a flare up. Makes a lot of sense. So 
what would be if you had to pick one video game and one song that are like your absolute go-tos when you need cheering up which ones would you choose I've never played any, so I'm yeah. a complete novice. So. Well, I'll just choose my favourite, which is The Last of Us, like a post-apocalyptic survival horror, which I just love. And a Sounds song... terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it is terrifying. There's a new one coming out in February, which I'm mega excited about. <laughs> and then music-wise, I'd probably, at the moment, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Black Honey, so I'll and listen to Midnight because it's kind of like a disco rock pop song that is just really upbeat about three and a half minutes just straight away so, yeah. cheers you up straight away yeah does it make you want to dance around pretty much but <laughs> if my knees are bad that's pretty much off the table yeah <laughs> no dancing being a, a veteran as it were of dealing with tough things and dealing with medical complicated situations what would be your if you had to pick two or three things that would be your top tips for listeners as to how to cope with those hard times and get back to the good ones what would you say to people who are listening to this podcast i'd definitely say music if you've got a band favorite band or whether you're just discovering a new band that you really like i'd suggest like having a bit of music on in the morning just to get you motivated and I think you'll be able to find a bit of peace there. I think number two would be family and our friends because I know that everyone is might not have the same uh, privilege as me to have such a, amazing parents and friends. So I think uh, even if you don't have any family or friends, I think something like gaming or online communication, I know that there's plenty of forums and groups out there like Arthur's Place on Facebook that can be really helpful and I'd definitely say number three is just to, to never really give up and I'd say that chucking a bit of comedy might be a bit Lauren Hardy might be a bit of more modern comedy a bit of stand-up or just a bit of uh, not going out on Dave that they, they constantly repeat so just something film TV any distraction is really the key to getting motivated through the hard times. Fabulous. Um, I shall be sure to write some of those down myself for the future. Um, so just one more thing that I want to ask you about. Um, I'm reliably informed that your goal is to be a writer. Um, is, is that right? Yeah, that is right. Like a few, otherwise that's going to be awkward. Um, <laughs> So if that's your goal, obviously, I know that, for example, when I was doing exams and I would have to write for three hours at a time um, or type for however long, like my fingers would start to hurt. How do you kind of fit your dream, your goal of being a writer in with your arthritis? At the start, it was a struggle. I even turned to... uh sort of voice typing on my phone and computer because that helped but I do find even with the flares I just push through it mm-hmm. I know that's not the same for everything for everyone but I think with today's technology there is something for everyone if you do want to be a writer or it's just a hobby and I think I found my passion for film and music and games 
and maybe just more kind of personal posts with Arthur's place that it just motivates me and I think if you're having a flare it can be difficult but I've found that I can just work through it or maybe do it in breaks so I might do half an hour here half an hour there or maybe say I wanted to write a feature I might space that out over a week in 15 to 30 minute slots so just go at your own pace kind of thing yeah I definitely think that's a thing with arthritis even just stuff like walking I know that I incorporated I was really struggling and I've always kind of struggled with walking but I found I added a, like a walking stick into the uh, frame and didn't kind of have that I have that attitude of I don't really care what people uh, think of me when I see like a 20 year old with a walking stick so I found that helps I think everything with arthritis it needs you need your own pace and I'm sure that there's for writing topics it can be anything that you enjoy so what kind of things do you want to write if you don't mind me asking my dream would be to be like a gaming journalist because uh, oh. I'm quite rural I think that would be a tough thing and would include moving mm-hmm. but I do know quite a few websites that I know I could freelance and just write from my bedroom for other than that I'm going to start practicing film reviews and music reviews because all kind of reviews are kind of different yeah. to put into words so I think I'm just going to stick with that and see where it goes and so obviously you write blogs for Arthur's Place at the moment has that been like good practice for you? yeah definitely for personal writing I found it like on tough days a lot of my posts especially my introduction one where I talked about relative passing and then the arthritis diagnosis all coming at once that was very much spur of the moment thing so I was quite emotional whilst writing that but at the end of it I I had a brilliant piece and I found that I can just whenever I feel like doing another blog uh, if I'm feeling happy or I'm feeling sad I can just type away and get my feelings out there and I think definitely for personal stuff Arthur's Place has been a really brilliant opportunity and for more casual stuff like my gaming reviews that uh, it's definitely been very good for me to have a different style of writing to my Alpha's Place blogs and I've got a part-time job doing monthly uh, uh, articles for a local uh, a handy mag around my area so I write about my have my own column and I write about different things going on in my life and I've found that the personal ones do tend to have the best response because it's something people of any age can relate to. Mm-hmm. And that kind of picks up on what you said just now about um, using a walking stick. You said that people don't expect to kind of see somebody of our age, so I'm 23, not that much older than you, um, using things like that. Um, and do you think that well, do you see yourself, I guess, as kind of having a role in challenging those stereotypes? You know, you're a young person, you enjoy all the normal young person things like comedy and video games and all that kind of stuff. 
um you're not like 90 years old in a rocking chair and i guess yeah yeah i might be in about 70 years oh yeah so so might i fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> maybe not fingers crossed with the arthritis yeah like maybe that, not but... leave the fingers uncrossed <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, do you think those stereotypes are important to challenge? Do you think that like what you're doing now will will kind of help to make progress in that area? I think if someone can listen to this podcast or see my blogs and is around the same age and can think I might need a walking stick or I might even need a wheelchair, but I'm not going to let what people or passers-by think because you're own person. I know that won't be the same for everyone because everyone has different preferences for how they are seen but I definitely think I'm tackling kind of a it's kind of an unknown when you say you've got arthritis to anybody of any age there is a kind of a oh my god I didn't kind of I didn't see that coming out of your mouth right then kind of thing <laughs> and it's Very definitely so. I think there was an advert last year I can't remember the charity but they did a brilliant ad where it was about a woman struggling with arthritis but she was a lot younger than like 60, 70, 80 yeah. more like 30s and I think they did the advert pretty much spot on so I think maybe if they could maybe do another advert with volunteers of like uh, maybe like 15 to 25 and onwards then that could be brilliant and definitely be a good uh, raise awareness that it's not it's not just old people that suffer from it it's anyone very much so so I've just got one more question to ask you um, you've obviously talked about the opportunities that you have had to write blogs for Arthur's Place and how that's been helpful um, obviously spreading the word but also for you personally um, how did you find out about Arthur's Place and how's that kind of community that Arthur's Place has established helped you out over the past three years? Well I found my mum uh, is a good researcher so she found Arthur's Place uh, and suggested it to me so uh, and I think they had it was just when they were starting to advertise about blogs uh, because they had a lot of female writers but not a lot of male writers so I advertised and got in there pretty much probably end of 2016 maybe start of 2017 I'm not sure on the specifics and I kind of found a community there I know that through uh, contact that Andrea and Tony have been brilliant Andrea has been the one posing ideas and chatting to me regularly about what my next blog might be and Tony is kind of the behind the scenes guy that puts everything together wonderfully and I think the past three years, I maybe haven't used it as much as looking for information, but I've just used it as a a good uh, awareness and kind of a good thing for me to get certain things off my chest, put a blog out there, share it with my friends and family that have had a really positive reaction to it. And that's kind of helped a lot of my family start often promoting and sharing my blogs to maybe people on their uh, friends list that maybe don't know about people, young people with arthritis and I know that the community there is a fantastic one. 
yeah you can't see me I've just realized I'm nodding along to what you're saying but yeah you can't you can't see that um yeah I wholeheartedly agree I think just having the awareness raising and the sense of there are other people out there is brilliant and um hopefully some of them will listen to this and uh, take your message on board about never giving up and always looking on the bright side so on that note thank you very much for um uh, letting me quiz you endlessly um and I wish you every success in your your writing. Well, it's been a pleasure to be on the podcast and I wish you exactly the same. It's been a really nice chat. Thank you for listening to Arthur's Heroes. For more podcasts, information and access to loads of great content for young adults with arthritis, please visit arthursplace.co.uk. You can also find other young adults to chat to in the Arthur's Place social Facebook group. Follow Arthur's Place on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and find out more about Codeword Pineapple, the pin badge for people with an invisible disability at codewordpineapple.org.uk. Thank you to Novartis UK for their support in the production of this podcast.